I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got AJ Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who going to get double teamed? And whoever gets double teamed, the other one gets the ball. I'm saying this with no pun intended, with full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Prideful Takes Podcast. As always, it's your boy Pride. It's just going to be me this time. I know we've had a long string of guests, but it's just going to be me today. we got a lot in store, obviously. We're going to do some NFL trap, but first and foremost, I want to do a little catching up on what we talked about Friday. So, Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker, they had a solid fight. Definitely not what I would have expected. From these two gentlemen, not gonna lie, uh, I expected a little more uh, fieriness, a little more excitement. Not to say that it was a bad fight or anything, but you know, it, they definitely did come out tentative. Obviously, in the end, Tago Santos got the win by unanimous decision, which I'm not mad about. Ironically enough, every every judge's scorecard had it the same. Not a single person, everyone, they said it was 48 to 47. And in terms of the rounds, they've all had the same rounds. They had a round one going to Johnny Walker. Then they had rounds two and three to Tiago Santos. Round four to Johnny Walker. Then round five over to Tiago to ultimately get him to win. So he ended up, all the judges was on the same page. Watching the fight, I thought the same thing. I thought it was a little weird, Johnny Walker coming out a little tentative, um, especially in the in the corner. His coach was telling him, you know, keep throwing the feints. And I was like, you know, you're right. I, I rock with that. But you got to throw a little more in there. But where does, he, where does each fighter go from here? So on Friday, I thought I had Johnny Walker winning. And I thought perhaps maybe Johnny Walker would end up fighting Yuri. Yuri Prohaska, right? Prohaska. Keep butchering his name. But now that Tiago won, I think Tiago should get that fight. I think the next fight Tiago should get, because look, he's if he's 37. So this is going to be his last opportunity to get a title fight. Remember, he owns a win over Jan Blahovic, and it was a knockout win. And Tiago feels like I can replicate that. Tiago feels like if you put me back in the cage with him, I can get that knockout and I can get the win. That's the vibe he's feeling right now, which I don't blame him for feeling that at all. Tiago's going to have to fight somebody. Um, I think it's Yuri because, again, I believe Yuri's next fight should be a title um, a title contention fight. Like I think it should be like for the number one contender. Whoever wins this fight should be the number one contender. Um and if you don't really want to give Tiago that fight and you want to give him one more to try to prove himself, I get it. Um, uh, number third, Alexander, I would have him fight him. If you want to have Anthony Smith, which, you know, he's kind of also going up. So it might be um, Smith. So that, that's going to be interesting to see how they go with Tiago Santos because he can either his next fight could be for the normal contendership or he can have to fight one more time, maybe for the third rank. And then go from there. In terms of Johnny Walker, look, he lost, yes. But at the end of the day, it was a very close. Everyone said it was very close. It came down to the last round. 
And honestly, if you're gonna make him lose his number ten rank, I, I personally I wouldn't have him lose his rank because remember he he already beat Span because Span was Span is eleventh. He already beat Span. Well, this is what I would do. I would have him fight the next person. I would have him fight somebody in the top ten. Um, maybe Nikita because I know he's ranked number nine. Maybe him. Um, if you want to see if he can really hang in there, Dominic Reyes at number six. I would have Santos fight somebody in the top, not the top five, but the top ten. I would do this, give an opportunity. Let's see if this kid could, you know, let's see if he could bounce back. Let's see if, you know, he got this L. Let's see if we can figure it out. Let's see if, you know, maybe, you know, maybe just caught him on an off night. Because, again, this fight was close. Now, I did expect Johnny Walker to be a little more aggressive. So it kind of threw me off when they were like, oh, yeah, keep working the fight. I'm like, okay, yeah, that that's okay. I I'm, I agree, sure, work the fight. But then you got to do something after the fight. You can't just do the fight and then fall back because now you're defeating the purpose of the fight. You know, like you need to throw the fight and then throw something behind it because if all you're doing is faint, at the end of the day, you're still not throwing the punch. You know, um, I would definitely have him fight somebody within 6 through 10. Just to see, yo, is this kid legit? Do we have something with him? That's what I would do. Let's figure out if you have something with Johnny Walker. Let's see if he could bounce back while also still giving him a little bit of a challenge. Because now if you go back to somebody behind him, I don't think that would make any sense at all. Um, so that's where I think those, those two guys should go. Thiago Santos should probably have a number one contendership fight or at the bare minimum have a fight that will lead to that. And for Johnny Walker, he needs to reestablish himself and he does need to go back, and he needs to fight somebody six through ten, or six because he's ten, six through nine, so that way he can prove himself and show the world, yo, look, man, yeah, I took an L, but I know how to bounce back. But that's enough about the UFC. We're gonna go to another sport that has three letters: NFL. The greatest quarterback to ever grace God's green earth. Say it with me now, ladies and gentlemen: Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. He made his return to Foxborough last night. His first time going back to New England since he left, and the fans for the most part embraced him. You know, it was weird. You know, you know, it was it was a roller coaster, but you know, they actually kind of embraced him, which kind of brings up the question: Why was it? Why are people being so hostile to Tom Brady? Now, one perfect example they said is, "Well, you know, what about LeBron?" And I, before you guys say anything. I am a LeBron fanatic. Everyone knows this. I'm 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 a LeBron fan, right? But I'm this is not really gonna be trying to make an argument about him. No, this is legit. Because remember, when LeBron left Cleveland, dudes burned his jersey. When Tom left, everyone was like, okay, it sucks. It is what it is. Just we'll see you later. And that's how most fans took it. I'm a New England Patriots fan. When Tom left, I was I was sad. I wasn't angry, though. I was upset. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Tom left. We'll see him again. We'll see him on the other side. I, I, it was sad. And I to this day, I don't think I'll ever get over it. But why are people being hostile to him? Well, multiple reasons, right? First and foremost, and again, I'm going to compare this to LeBron James because that's what people are comparing it to, right? Two great athletes. Regardless, if you want to call him the greatest, I'm not, that's not the debate. But two great athletes who left 
the the team that drafted them, the team they spent their career with, to join somebody else. That's what we're talking about. Okay. When LeBron left, he kind of left in a very weird way, right? With the whole the decision, making it kind of awkward. And, you know, I, I, look, I have no issues with him leaving Cleveland. I don't. My thing is the way he handled it. Sitting down, doing all the, oh, yeah, we're going to have the, the show, the decision. But no, I'll nix that, whatever. Just go do like a post or something. doesn't matter, right? The difference is with Tom Brady, Tom Brady was like, look, offensively, I don't have much. You guys are going to have to work with me. He, Bill Belichick, and Ronald Kraft sat down. They had one conversation and one conversation only. This was not a whole thing. What people like to make it seem, oh, yeah, they were in talk. No, this was a one. This is They all sat down, had one conversation, and at the end of that conversation, everybody kind of understood what was going on. Tom sat down and said, look, I mean, I, I can't do this. You know, you guys are going to have to give me something offensively. Robert Kraft said, yes, we'll give you everything you want. Bill Belichick said, look, Tom, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'm going to sound like a hater, but it is what it is. We can't give you that. What you want, we can't give you. We just can't. Not And, and it's just because the, the type of the names you want are either troublesome and we don't want to worry about it. Or they're all locked up. Look, Tom wanted them to try to get Odell. Then they wanted to try to get Jarvis. And then at one point, Devontae Adams' name was thrown in there. Then Keenan Allen's was, name was in there. They wanted a lot. And at one point, they were like, you know what? Just give me a tight end. Go give me Jimmy Grant. Like, they, it, it was tough. They really wanted, not, I'm not going to say that he wanted a lot, but what he wanted, the Patriots simply at that time couldn't give it to him. Tom understood that, and he was like, look, if, if, if we can't do that, I think we should go our separate ways. And Robert Kraft said, you know what? It's fine. It is what it is. Let's go our separate ways. Mazel tov to you. Bill Belichick, probably a little more boring, was like, all right, Tom, be safe, you know? But again, another main thing, winning. Look, with the Patriots. I have it on the screen for you people. For those who can't see it, I'm going to read it out loud to you. Three-time MVP, 14-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, six-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Super Bowl and um, Super Bowl MVP with the Patriots. These are just this is just with the Patriots. He, this was, he brought success to this organization. He did. He helped. Hey, look, and again, I'm not going to argue, oh, who deserves more, more uh, credit, Belichick or Brady. That's not. At the end of the day, Tom Brady has something to do with that. Whether you want to give Tom all the credit, whether you want to give him 1%, that's a conversation for a whole nother day. But at the end of the day, Tom still had something to do with that. He did something. He brought something to the table. Now, with him doing that, it's a little easier to swallow that pill because you're like, you know what? That's six rings. We've been relevant. The only time we weren't relevant was when Tom tore his ACL. That was a down year for us, but then he ended up coming back and won't come back player of the year. So it's kind of like, you know, and on top of that, he was he was he's the he was on the All Decades team for twenty uh, for the two thousand. So it's like you have a you have a great talent. You have a guy who handles his departure perfectly. 
And on top of that, while he was with the organization, gave you success. Look, if Dirk Nowitzki left the Mavs, nobody would, after 2011, after giving that ring, would they be upset? Yes, but they would respect him. Same with D-Wade. When D-Wade left, look, D-Wade wanted, he was like, look, I'm the, I still feel like I'm that guy. He left, right? He didn't do no big hoopla. He was like, you know what? It is what it is. I'll test it. Let's see what happens. Miami welcomed, when he ended up going back to Miami, they welcomed him with open arms. You know what I mean? It depends on how you handle it. You know what I mean? And on top of look, bro, look, for, for every D Wade that there is, for every um for every um uh, Tom Brady there is, there's a Kevin Durant, a guy who don't know how to handle it whatsoever. A guy who wants to be loved and then says all the wrong things and really be confused on why people hate him. It, it really comes down to this again. And on top of that, look, you're witnessing, we witness history. He ended up passing Drew Brees for um all time throw um all time yards. Like all this stuff was like the perfect cocktail to to just make you love. It. And again, the guy, look, he's not hateable. He's not hateable. The, again, the only reason you hate Tom Brady is because your team your team just didn't weren't able to beat him like that. Let's just call it what it is. He's got a winning record against every single team in the NFL. The Patriots was the only team that he didn't play against until last night, and he ended up winning, which we'll go more on that later. He ended up winning, and now he's 1-0. So now he's at least 500 or better against every team in the NFL. So if, if you're like, oh, bro, you just don't like him. And it's okay to admit you don't like him. But if, if you're, you can't say you don't like him and try to use that as an argument, again, three-time MVP, 14-time Pro Bowl, he gave you six Forget well, yeah. I need to say, yeah, because some people kind of forget he gave, he has six Super Bowls, six Super Bowls. Again, these stats I'm reading off, these accolades were with New England. This uh, this is not counting, you know, the Super Bowl he just won, where he had another Super Bowl MVP. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about specifically New England. When a guy gives you that type of success and handles his departure perfectly and professionally, you can't hate the guy. He came in. He did his thing. He didn't demand a trade. Okay? He wasn't like, either y'all pay me a stupid amount of money or I'm gone. Nope. He he did not hold, which I think is kind of hilarious. When Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady leaves because, you know, the our offense was not what it was. We couldn't give him an offense. He leaves, and he ended up professionally. Aaron Rodgers then cries like a child, holds the organization ransom, then gets applauded for it. But that's neither here nor there. Tom Brady did. He handled the, the process of exiting perfectly. He did what he had to do. And there's nothing wrong you can say about what he did. He tried to make it work with New England first and foremost. That was it. He was like, you know what? I'm 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 working with him. Let's see. Can you guys do me halfway? They couldn't, so he was like, okay, it is what it is. Let's go our separate ways. You go your way. I go my way. We go from there. I have no issues with that at all. I, I, I just don't understand where all this hatred for Tom Brady is coming from now all of a sudden. Because, again, 
When the guy is being, when the guy has created, given us success, he's given us performance, and then at the end of his contract goes, hey, look, let's meet in the middle, and nobody can meet in the middle, and he goes on to sell five greener pastures. I don't understand the hatred for that. I really don't. You know, like I said, he handled it perfectly. He did what he had to do. He crossed his T's, dotted his eyes, and he did not handle it awful. He didn't handle it. Leonardo, he didn't handle it like like a Kevin Durant handled it, where he was like, or or even worse, a Vince uh, Vince Carter, where while you're there, you're bat, you know, you're saying, oh, bro, the fans don't really care for me, you know, and then your most exciting part of your game, the dunking, oh, dunking's overrated. He didn't, Tom didn't do any of that stuff. He showed up, he played, went to them, was like, can we get more? No? Okay. Thank you for the ride. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Shake hands. Let's park ways amicably. That's it. That's it. So, you know, me personally, I, the the whole the the crowd kind of liking him, and obviously they're gonna boo him. I get it, because you know as much as you little time, you know he was on the other team, so I understand the the, the the booing at times. I get it, but if you're gonna say you should have hate this dude, you're being too much. <sighs> Just had to get that off my chest. Sunday came and Sunday went. It was actually pretty fun. It was a pretty fun Sunday. A lot of stuff happened. I'm going to break down a couple week four winners, week four losers. And did we learn anything valuable? That's the key word, valuable. Because every time we every time we come on the field, do we sometimes learn some stuff from things? Yes. But that V word, valuable, that right there is what we're looking for. So first and foremost, a couple big losers, so to speak. Obviously, the Titans. Now, the Titans lost to the Jets. By the way, the Jets are so trash. I, I've seen a lot of Jets fans go, oh, yeah, where are you at now? Bro, knock it off, bro. Congratulations. You got one win. whoop de do. You guys are still going to be dog water. You're going to be last in the division. So shut your mouth. It is what it is. Okay. I understand that the Titans were down their two best receivers, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I get it. I really do. But that excuse goes out the window when the, the Titans had ample opportunity to win the game and they still choked it. That, for me, goes out the window. If you if you kept it a closely contested game the whole time and y'all dropping the ball and y'all fumbling it, I, I'm not, mm -mm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try to give them you know, the benefit of the doubt. I'm not trying to be net. Nope. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. So as of right now, big, definitely one of the biggest losers. It's going to be Titans. One big winner. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Giants. The Giants came out. They beat the Saints. Danny Dimes threw over 400 yards. They opened up the playbook. They had faith in him. Saquon had a solid game. He had a solid game. He's on the road to coming back. Kadarius Tony made an impact. It looks like now they're starting to click. I'm, I, I don't want to say that because at the same time, I do feel like, you know, the Giants right now are kind of, I don't know. I wouldn't fully rely on them. But as of right now, in week four, they're a big winner. The Saints have a respectable defense, and Danny Dimes kind of, he hung over, if I'm going to say over 400 on him. He did his thing. He balled out, 
every throw he needed to make, he made it with confidence, with poise, with accuracy, with power. He he did he did what he had to do. For that reason, the Giants, I'm gonna have to get they're gonna have to be big winners. Now let's see if they could ride this momentum. Because this is something they're gonna need to do. They're gonna need to figure it out. Because again, now next week they play Dallas. If 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 Daniel Jones can play the same way that he just played, they're winning this game. But again, that's kind of a question mark. That's kind of a question mark because again, a lot of stuff did have to fall in place for them, and the play calling was actually they opened up the book for Daniel Jones. They basically were like, "Look, D, you gonna have to prove yourself to us," which is what they should have been doing the entire year. So for that, I'm I have to give them big winners. I'm gonna give you guys one more big loser. Which the, the next the next two will kind of coincide. The Rams are the big losers, and I'm explain why their defense wasn't looking good. Neither was their offense, but I don't want to say the Rams got exposed, but it kind of looked like a little bit that you know they were kind of riding high, and you know they were they kind of started thinking, oh yeah, the Super Bowl is ours to lose, and then. Rope, they kind of got mollywopped by the Cardinals, which is a perfect segue to my second big winner, Arizona Cardinals. They dropped 37, and on top of that, Kyler Murray's balling out of his mind. He's this this kid is balling like crazy, making an argument that he definitely is a top quarterback in this game. And dare I say, even though it's it's week four, so you know, we have a we have a decent enough of a of a sample size to fit to, to be able to say this. I think he's in the running. Nay, I think he owns the MVP race at this point. I think everybody is just right for second. Now, I don't want to say he's automatically going to get it because he needs to be able to keep up this level of play. But I will say this. As of right now, that MVP definitely is his to lose. And it's good. It, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Did we learn anything valuable? I think so. I, look, I'm a New England Patriots fan. Um, I like Mac Jones. I really do. I, I think I think he's solid. Um, I think what's gonna. I think the we, I, when on Friday, I, I did say this. He has a lot of the stuff you can't teach, like the touch, the poise, the the the, the ability to get hit and still deliver the ball, knowing in them in his mind, I'm a get. I'm a get destroyed, but I just need to get this ball out. And he can do that. He has a decent arm. As we learned last night, he he has a deal. He's got a nice arm. Nice touch, too. And this kid, you know, this kid is just smart. I like him, especially when when they spread it, when they spread everything out, when they spread the offense out, he looks more comfortable because he it's easier for him to, to be able to point and pick out and be like, oh, yeah, they, here they come, here they come, here they come, here they come. There were a couple of plays where he the pocket was collapsed and all he did was step up. And a lot of young guys kind of would have ran away from the pocket. And he was like, nope, he kind of just stepped up. And he has a he has a nice feel for the pocket. He's got, he's got a nice pocket presence. Again, I'm not saying the kid's a top 15, but for all the people who are saying, oh, bro, he sold. No. And by the way, before the fourth, the fourth and third. Because I've seen a lot of people say this, and I think I know where they heard it. I, they heard it from TV, and then they're trying to regurgitate it and pretend like they're smart. 
It was fourth and third for all the people saying, oh, he doesn't trust him. Name me a quarterback in that pos- in that position where the coach would have went for it. The only three quarterbacks, the only three, is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes. That's it. And even then, they don't go with them all the time. I mean, I, I, to me, I, don't, I just don't, I don't understand people being like, oh my God, well, you know, man, it would it have been nice for him to do it? Yes, it would have. But for all, for everyone to pretend like it's an indictment on Mac Jones that Bill Belichick doesn't believe in him. Again, what rookie quarterback in that position would Bill Belichick have let go fourth and third? If he's, listen, there's been times he wouldn't even let Tom go fourth and third. You told me he let him cheat like he's gonna let another quarterback go four for third. A lot of low-tier morons out there talking about, oh, this is what the should have kept Cam. If Cam Newton was there, you think you think Bill Belichick really going for it for the third? So for y'all to pretend like it's an indictment, that just that that right there informs me. You don't know football and you just listen to sound bites. That's it. You listen to sound bites to try to pretend you know what you're talking about. And like, cause I ain't no way you're gonna sit here and tell me with a straight face that oh yep you know he didn't do it he didn't do it you know he didn't go fourth and third oh guess what what does that mean oh he's trash he's trash now if you say that you're a moron these are the same idiotic morons who say oh well Matt Jones isn't good because he's not as talented as Trevor Lawrence but then those are the same morons who say Tom Brady is better than Aaron Rodgers. As I make your minds up, I'm telling you, like they a lot of listen. I'm I'm telling you, people, just because somebody talk, don't mean they know what they're talking about. Break these stuff down and try to listen to them. Break their stuff down because I guarantee you, seventy percent of these people, especially podcasts, seventy percent of them don't know what they they don't know what they're talking about. They have no idea what they're talking about. They just chat to chat. Another thing I value, I learned. The Eagles are on the right path. Now, they lost. They lost to the Chiefs. In a, dare I say, kind of contested game. I think it was kind of contested. They, they were able to put up 30, which I like. Look, man, the Eagles, for all you Eagles fans right now, you guys are down bad right now. Yes, you are. Two, three years? Maybe not. You guys have a solid, you gotta, you guys have a nice young guy in, in Jalen Hurts. Maybe start replacing a couple more of these older guys in their defense, like the Fletcher Coxes of the world. You know what I mean? Start trying to, you know, you know, start rotating them out for some more young guys or something. But in a couple years, you guys are gonna be fine. You guys are gonna be fine. I I I don't think, you know, you know, you guys are, you know, being, you know. Again, this is just me, but I don't think, excuse me, I get, you know, people look at the L's and say, oh, yep, Eagles. But then if you actually watch the game, these Eagles, these Eagles are not bad. They're not bad. I like them. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Now, another valuable thing I learned, these Buffalo Bills are mad. They lost week one against the Steelers, and 
they've been furious ever since. They've dropped at least 30 points since then. Week two, they shut up, but uh, they shut out the Dolphins 35 zip. Week three, they played Washington, who has a respectable defense. 41, they, they beat them 42 to 21. Then this week, again, I know it's the Texans, but they shut them out 40 nothing. They're mad. They are furious. I'm not gonna go and say, oh my god, bro, this is a Super Bowl. I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not. But these guys are furious. Next week they play the Chiefs. It's gonna be interesting to see how they play. If how that defense is going to line up, it's going to be very interesting to see. I'm, I'm very. That's a game I'm, I'm actually have circled. Um, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna be a good one. I have a gut feeling it's gonna be a good one. I don't know whether or not. Um, I don't know whether or not. It's gonna be a close one. I genuinely think it's gonna be a high, high scoring close one. Um, but at the end of the day, I just. I just, like I said, I genuinely feel, you know what? I'm not going to ruin who I think is going to win. But as of right now, these Bills are mad. They're furious. They have a point to prove. And it's going to be fun seeing them. Before I let you guys go, Monday night football, tonight kickoff, it's going to be Raiders and Chargers. Now, I'm a little bit torn. Now, if you guys follow the Facebook, um, every week, I do pick them. So I go down every single list. Or I go do a list of every single team. And I try to explain who do I think is going to win. That's kind of what I do every single time. I try to figure out who's going to win. Um, and this, this, this one actually got me a little bit. I wasn't 100% sure. But as time went on, I kind of understood something. You know what? Regardless, I'm going with the Raiders. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be contested, obviously. I don't think it's going to be as – I don't think it's going to be high scoring, though, believe it or not. I think I think the winner gets 20. I think Raiders going to be like 20 to 17, something like that. Something close, decided by one possession. But I don't, I don't see anything – Higher than that, I just don't. Um, I hope Darren Wilder pops off because I have him on my fantasy. But other than that, you know, I just, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't see it. I got. But if I got to pick, I'm taking the Raiders. I got Raiders twenty, Chargers seventeen. That's the score I'm, I'm gonna throw out there. I hope and pray that I'm right because if I'm not, I'm gonna be very sad. <laughs> but that's enough for me, guys. I appreciate you guys chilling with me, spending some time with your boy. Follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Um, um, I, I on there, bro. I I love engaging with people. So if you see anything that you think is funny, meme worthy, anything, tag me in it, tweet at me, all that good stuff. I have no problem uh, chopping it up with you guys. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes. Um, on there we be putting up memes. We'll put up, like I said, the pickums. Um, we also go live there as well, so that way you'll be able to see us. And if you don't have Facebook, that's fine. We're also live on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Um, again, not only are we live there, we have every single episode there as well. Speaking of having every episode, check out the website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only do we have every single episode there, but we also have original articles as well. And I know I'm ugly, which is fine. That's why I got Spotify for y'all. Prideful Takes Podcast. You'll be able to listen to every single episode the day after I go live with it. So 
this was this was fun, you know, like always. I appreciate you guys chopping it up with me, you know. Um it's gonna be fun, you know. Every 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 Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. I'll be here. I'll see you guys on the next one. Be safe. I knew where that was going. That was a great read. Oh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks.